What's up, everyone? I'm Ralph. This is Paul. This is the Face to Heal podcast. Uh, we just got done watching the Hell in the Cell 2020 pay-per-view. And I, I got to say, I, I might maybe I had too high of expectations going into this. I think it was a fine pay-per-view, but uh, I thought it was going to be like contention for best of the year for the matchups they had lined up. And I, I think it was an all right pay-per-view. Like, I don't think it was as good as SummerSlam. Probably not as good as Clash of Champions, but it was fine. What did you think of it? I mean, we spend a lot of those matches talking about the proper way to eat a taco and a hot dog. <laughs> we, so, <laughs> we we did at one point, uh, and awkwardly, one of those two points was during the middle of the main event was we were talking about <laughs> the correct way to eat a hot dog and a taco, which Paul and I are both on opposite sides of the spectrum of that. Uh, Paul eats both of them from the middle out. <laughs> not correct no no i eat the taco from the middle oh the, the hot, hot dog, dog he turns it side sideways into a sandwich. a sandwich but um, i think a lot of people actually do that and they're glad that somebody's finally yeah, i'm just gonna say uh probably because you guys might have the same opinions of us that hell in the cell was mediocre so if you want to yeah. chime in on the taco and hot dog scenario by all means uh let us know like i would like to prove paul wrong that probably like <laughs> one out of ten people eat it the way he does i know the taco uh, and that's thing even is high. probably well, i'm probably few select people who do it and, and just way. so people understand but, the taco thing it's like a watermelon like he eats it top down effectively <laughs> instead of left to right like yes. reading uh um but <laughs> getting to the wrestling like um the the storytelling was very good. The results were pretty good. The overall wrestling was bad. Like I, there I was only give, one really really good match. I, I would give the storytelling like probably a B plus, maybe a B minus. The results, I think, all of them but one were correct. So was it, I, I'd was give it them you A-minus. and me though, who, or was it you or me who said Roman and Jay could be? match of gate <laughs> uh we're gonna go with that was paul just so um, i can save face because uh, it was definitely me saying th- that had potential for match of the year and i think i might have said it too though but you might have agreed with storytelling me. wise and emotion wise it was that good. match delivered but from a wrestling like they opened with it yeah which also which, i found very strange which i think i thought jeff and elias were elias were uh, opening for sure. I did not think it was going to be one of our two title matches. Uh, three. Three title Yeah, I forgot about the women. I'm a jerk. Uh, yeah, no. I, I guess even technically four if you want to count money in the bank. Uh, oh, five US. Yeah, that got thrown in there. Oh, so God. every match with Jeff and Alliance had something big on the line. Uh, that's awkward. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. But no, it was like the results were there. It was good, especially uh, you know after the match was said and done, we all expected Roman to win. Uh, I'm going to butcher their names. I'm going to feel bad. I want to say it was Afa and Sika, the Wild Samoans. Yeah, it was Afa and Sika. I, I can never remember if I'm going to say the names correctly or not. I always feel bad. But I know it's the Wild Samoans. Uh, they came out and embraced Roman, gave him a lay. And, I would hope. I mean, Sika's... Is- well, they might not like what he's doing. <laughs> uh, which I think it just kind of like backs like, yeah, we're back in Roman. I, I did say in the middle of it, it would have been great if Rikishi came out, stood next to them and like... Kind of walked away. Well, and before turned. we before we talk about hypotheticals, let's kind of yeah. like go over the specifics of the match because it was a a a wrestling match. It's there was nothing to take away from the wrestling itself, but there was a lot to take away from the emotion. Yes, Roman legitimately like breaking down. And yeah, after Jimmy coming out emotional. to try to stop it, because uh, I thought they were actually going to do a very questionable spot, which is he was going to hit jay with the stairs from like above his head not like a lot of people they hold it from like the ribs so they have like really good firm draw and then they drop it onto their opponent not like i'm holding this over my head to hit you because like so many things go wrong like there's too much momentum you don't catch it in time you could just like crush their rib uh and i had a feeling that even though jimmy came out to help that Roman was just going to turn on him but i didn't expect roman to like break down cry and like start questioning what he's doing uh, and then finally have a realization of like, no, this is what I need to be doing. Uh, I did say, though, I really wish like Paul Heyman was kind of chirping because I kind of wanted him and Jimmy to play like the angel and the devil on Roman's shoulders. Like as J- like Jimmy's saying, like, you don't need to do this. We can work this out. Like, you don't need to do it. And Roman starts saying, I don't know who I am anymore and everything. If you just had Paul Heyman go, you know who you are. You're the tribal chief. You're the head of that. Like, and just like reinforcing that mentality to make him like snap back into it i think that would have been so well, you need to you need to remember it was when they first started when paul Heyman and roman got together 
it was Paul Heyman who said, I'm not corrupting him. It's he who is corrupting yeah. me. So you need to realize that Paul Heyman's not in control. No, so he's like the hype man effectively. It wouldn't make sense for him to say that because essentially it's this is all Roman's doing. And Paul Heyman is just kind of like – He's there for the ride. Right. But it's, but it's Roman who's doing this. So he doesn't need Paul Heyman to say it because it's already in Roman's head. That's what was implied their first – the after Roman won the title, I believe. That's what Paul Heyman said, or after. Yeah, there's what he said. Paul or Roman reached out to Paul. It was his idea. Like it wasn't Paul took him under. It was the other way around. Yeah, they did that whole thing. I still think it'd been fine because like Paul did that for Brock multiple times. Like he was like kind of almost coaching him, telling him what to do on the side or something like that. Like he, while he's the manager, he's still kind of the hype man for both. Like they both like Brock and Roman both know who they are. They know what they're doing, and Paul was just there to reiterate all of it. So I think it would have been fine. If he kind I of, guess. I mean, in. it's a very irrelevant match. No, it, it's a we, weird we're little. Very, I wanted, you're very good at going off on tangents. I, I about, wanted a little sprinkle on. You my were Sunday. very good at taking small details about matches and going very in depth into things that Dude, I can't are, are help not it. necessarily very. Important. And then it's weird because then I don't because see we, other small ones like on AEW. Yeah. The dude got knocked out, and I just don't see that he's on. Yeah, the and I'm like, oh no, he's fine. Oh, the super kick, super kick, super kick. Oh shit! Well, that I mean, I want, well, that's why. That's that was the yeah. Well. Right. Listen to our other thing about how some people like to get their spots in and don't realize people are knocked out cold. Um, what I mean, though, is like we, we we should probably talk about like the important things about like like after Roman had his breakdown and, and Jay, Jimmy and and like Jimmy even was like, this is Josh. It's Josh and John. Yeah. That was emotional. He used their real names and Roman's crying. He embraces his cousin. And then he chokes, he him out. chokes out Jimmy. And that's how he forces Jay to to quit. Yeah, and to save his brother. So overall, like the match itself was wrestling wise, it's going to leave a lot to be desired. But to further this story along and get very emotional, like it definitely hit home. Which I definitely thought they were going to do. Like I, I know I said a couple times, like almost like kind of like crucify Jay by like kind of like hanging him from the cage and like just beating him into submission. Because like once he's like tied up on a cage and can't do anything, it's like. It's either you keep taking this beating or you are quit. Like, you can't even fight back yeah, at that point. That would have been a lot of work, though, just to do the accomplish the same goal that. Uh, like, I, I think this that, got more emotional. That a guillotine could just yes. achieve. <laughs> well, I, I think also this just like went way more emotional because, like, it involved his brother, one sacrificing himself for the other, and then the other one, like, sacrificing themselves back. Like, yeah. it was. And then, yeah, like you said, they used their real names. It really got emotional. Roman was breaking down crying, and then he snapped back into the tribal chief and choked everyone out until they said, I quit. So where does where does the where does the story go now? Like, I'm curious if maybe Jimmy's cleared. So, like, does he face the other cousin now? Like, that feels like Does kind that of almost forced. feel redundant? Like, I think for it one would. match would be okay. I think it would be. Like, if anything, it would be for one match because he's like, yo, why did you attack? Like... Because, like, he now attacked Jimmy, so he tries to fight him back. And then, like, because if they stick with the family thing, I did jokingly say he's going to fight Nia Jax next. Well, it's a uh, long way to WrestleMania, though. It where, is. Fingers crossed they get fans back by then, and The Rock and Roman can have their match is where this all kind of leads up to. We're a ways away from that. And yeah. we've already, like, there aren't that many family members. That We're even ways away from Royal Rumble, which is, yeah. like, somewhere they could have dropped it as well. But, yeah, we're, like, quite a ways away unless you, like, quick do it for Survivor Series. But it's one of those things you don't want to just, like, do. Like, that's a great buildup. You can definitely, like, put some stuff in to fill it up. Like, you can continue on the family thing and, like, have him beat Jay in one, or Jimmy in one match. And then, like, maybe Rikishi shows up to say something and he just, like, pumbles him like Randy did Christian. Not, like, have an actual match. And then that builds up to The Rock. But, uh, yeah, I think... Royal Rumble and WrestleMania might be a little too far away that it might have to be sooner if they do it because yeah, like who else they're going to have some old Joe come out of retirement from raw to do a match with him. That seems like it's pushing it. Uh, I can't think of any other people in the Samoan family for him to face. He really just had his other cousin Rikishi and rock. Like what's he going to fight his father? (laughs) His father couldn't handle another match. No, they did all I mean, they could just to go to the even, top of the ring and yeah, embrace not it. Even close, like no way. <laughs> um, I'm sure they're loving this though. Like their family just kind of being back on top in the center I, spotlight. I guess they could, if if need be, they could be around. Like his father and his uncle could be there for a promo. Yeah, I could maybe see them doing something. I don't. 
like I could see if anything, maybe this Friday, like they'll embrace Roman in some sort of promo and like maybe the Usos come back out to say something and like Jay doesn't have much to say because he's 0-2 against them. So like Jimmy kind of tries to say something and that's how you get that one-off match. Uh, but I, I feel like if anything, maybe sounds like rough because it's like kind of a hard sell, like a handicap match, the Usos versus Roman, like sounds rough. Cause like, uh, maybe I, that, I feel that, like that they should win. That but... would make sense, but yeah, they should win it. They won't win it. But again, it's kind of doing the same thing. You like wash, rinse, repeat. And I wonder if we can put the family stuff on a, the back burner and just do like, Seth they, they might be able to like, I don't, <sighs> that's what annoyed me. I kind of really expected Seth and Murphy tonight and said, we got it Friday. I don't see Seth in the title picture soon. Like, I'm pretty sure him, him and Murphy are still going to be if going If they could just it. end the Murphy-Mysterio-Seth story. I honestly expected it to be a match tonight, Ugh. and that ended it, and like pushed Murphy's career as a singles. But since he lost to Seth on Friday, I don't know anymore. Like, I thought they were in a really good position to write Seth off because we should be pretty close to the birth of his child. Maybe we got a couple more months, but also like he can like go back and reinvent himself and come back for like the Rumble. I still think we're like three. For we one, might be so like I don't remember. Need, they're going to use Seth for. Oh, I'm sure. Seth. I thought maybe we were like only a month or two out, but it's like <clears throat> I don't know. Like people are just not super into the Messiah thing. So if they could have just wrote him off and brought him back, he could have faced Roman down the ways. Like come back and burn it down, Seth, and be his old self. Uh, but obviously, by the looks of it, he's going to continue. But it's kind of like Drew when they just threw him at Drew. Like he was just a stepping stone, and like. Oh, Seth just doesn't deserve that. Because, like, I feel like the next time he goes for a title, he, like, kind of needs to win it. Like, he's just not been doing well in the title picture the last, like, what, two years he's been in it? He just, like, keeps losing, especially as Messiah. Like, I'm actually curious to see what his record is as Messiah. I don't think it's good. Well, he's only fought, like, two people as Messiah. He's fought a bunch of people. No, he fought Kevin Owens. Lost twice fought, in the same night. And then he fought Murphy and Rey Mysterio, and he's just been nonstop. And he lost to like, Drew. He's been, I don't really count. The Drew match, while, like, <clears throat> the Seth and Drew match, while it was good, was just a filler match that they needed yeah, it was to take drum while it was good. Seth has really only done work with Murphy and the Mysterios. Yeah, over the past couple of months, that's all he's been doing. Yeah. But uh, um, back to the uh, Hell in a Cell card. What was after Roman and. It was uh, Jeff and Elias, which. Oh, oh who cares? The. The result was what I expected, not the end of it, though. Nothing to say about it. I think Elias could potentially go for, like, the IC title down the road. Like, I know Jeff still has a lot more things he wants to do by the end of his career. Uh, Elias is on Raw. Sami Zayn is on Raw. Oh, yeah, they're on Raw. Okay, so he could go for the the UFs. That's an awkward spot, too. They need to take that out of that. they're not doing anything. Dude, I thought... the match was incredibly forgettable. I thought they were going to have that tonight. I thought the US was going to change titles, or change hands. We'll get to that. Yeah, like, the Jeff and Elias was... Okay, I think it's just going to build up to another no, like, two-month feud. I mean, but they deserve both. They both no, deserve. No, better. no, no. My point is, is like I don't mean to. I don't want to be grumpy, Paul, because I try to. You know, I want to have fun talking about wrestling. But there's sometimes like that was a that was a raw match. That was a that was a glorified. It wasn't even a glorified it was, raw yeah. match. And I don't want to see these matches. That was an opening Monday Night Raw match. I do not want to see these matches on you. No, there's no need to have a match that you'll see on any given night in a in july on raw i would have been shocked like, if they instead of putting it for hell in a cell they just announced it for tomorrow night on monday the, no here's the thing ralph it's gonna be jeff and jeff hardy and elias again tomorrow oh yeah they'll have at least one rematch it'll be them so, because they won't have randy and drew again they won't have there's one it was a dq of course so like elias gets the win jeff got dq'd you gotta run it back so yeah. you're gonna literally have the exact same match so i don't most likely what was, uh, what was it's next? it's pretty like guaranteed what it was, was Law and Otis versus The Miz. Uh, this is I gotta say, I, I think this was the only one I called wrong on our previous little mini episode we did before. Uh, I thought Otis was going to retain for sure. I I was still a firm believer you that know, he was going to cash that in you know, on the tag titles. He could have. He should have. Who, on Roman? There was betrayal. There was. There was, honestly, up there for one of the biggest betrayals. I felt betrayed. I felt hurt. You know, there was a couple times Morrison got involved. He went to go hit him with the briefcase, got caught, kicked out. So why the ref – or, yeah, kicked out from ringside. As the ref's looking at Miz, goddamn Tucky. Tucky <laughs> hit Otis with the briefcase, costing him the match and the briefcase. And I was just having flashbacks to Enzo and Big Cass 
I thought that breakup was the worst thing for Cass. It was fine for Enzo because they were like, yo, we need you to go save 205 Live. So his career was still fine, but Big Cass did nothing. And that's just like what I feel is going to happen now. Like, Otis is going to get this big baby face push. We have another heel in the business with Tucky. And I, I just, I don't know. I don't see him doing much. But I mean, it was a, it was a very like believable heel turn. It was. It he was. sold it with the promo. Afterwards. I mean, well, the promo, the promo that they did in the back when like he still told Miz and Morrison to like piss off. It wasn't and for them. It's not about them. It was about him and how he was sick of being like Otis's babysitter. And he was sick of being in the limelight to Otis. I mean, at the end of the day, they're both mid carters anyway. So, I mean, it's like yeah, limelight, the limelight of how much light was there really being shown. But yeah, I mean, Otis was in a segment with Mandy Rose. Otis was the money in the bank winner. And what was Tucker doing? You know, and Otis got say, to do. Otis does the finish with his caterpillar every time. So, I mean, Tucker had like legitimate claims. So I thought that. Yeah, he did. He, he actually he, shockingly did. But he 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 convinced me as well that like I wasn't watching wrestling. Convinced that like oh I'm legitimately watching a, a friendship breaking apart because of this. So I thought that like Tucker did a very good job. Which the thing that threw me off was he was like I treated him like a brother. I thought their gimmick was they were brothers. Well, you know what he means. Like they're brothers, but. You know, at the end of the day, you can even still get frustrated taking care of your brother all the time. Yeah, but it's like one thing when you're like, oh, like my brother. Like you would never hear Jimmy or Jay say, I treated him like a brother. Well, they they are legitimate brothers. Yeah, well. Obviously, Otis and Tucker are not. Yeah, but I thought that was their gimmick was they were brothers. Did you really think? No. Like not in real life. No, not even storyline. I thought storyline they were. Make a you're gonna have to ask the audience. Oh, it's, yeah, I'll have to double check. Six people that listen. I could have. Oh, we went if up to six. If we're lucky. Oh snap! It's funny. I, I tried. Hello, to, I, I tried to think of like a very low number, but even that number's too high for us. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was going two. I, no, like I, mean, I like, could have swore their actual gimmick was Tucky and Otis, and Otis was like the younger special brother. I, I legitimately thought no, because when they did Mama's fruitcake thing, they never like Tucker was never like, yeah, that's my mom's fruitcake too. Like, oh, I guess I, yeah, why I, I never spent so that? much time with it. <laughs> Basically, Miz, Miz is now the money to know. Miz is now the Money in the Bank winner. Um, Tucker's on Raw. Otis is still on SmackDown. Who knows what's going to happen there? I feel like they're going to bring one of them. They're going to bring them back together, and they're going to feud. Uh, I, but I only I think once. I don't think it's going to be a long feud. They might not even no, feud since we're on I different shows. It, I think it. No, well, that's what I mean. They're going to bring Tucker back to SmackDown, or they're going to bring Otis to Raw to continue it. But I think it will be because they don't have anything for them. Yeah. But you've already kind because of you took him out of the tag team, division. right? But you've already kind of invested so much into Otis by oh, having God. him like be with Mandy Rose and having him win the Money in the Bank con- briefcase, and now you've invested time in making it known that like Tucker cost him that and turned heel. So you've already invested in something, so you have to do something with them. And I can't imagine there's they're never going to be in the title. No, the tag team was their way in, but uh, WWE had other plans. Yeah, so, they're. I do not see probably either of them holding a singles title. Like maybe Otis gets the IC once, kind of like Ryder did at WrestleMania for like a hot minute, just for like people to be excited, like. What? Uh, Ryder. Zach, Zach Ryder. Yeah, Zach like, Ryder. <laughs> uh, yeah, Zach Ryder wins it in front of his dad. I think hometown, maybe. I don't remember. Just uh, at WrestleMania, the and then the next night, the uh, Maurice helps Miz to win the title, and so like I can see that happening to Otis. Like maybe. Yes, I can see that happening to Otis. And Tucker, like who knows? We sure. could be proven wrong. Not- like, Tucker might take this and run with it, and like kind of almost go JBL style. Like when he broke up with Ron Simmons, became John Bradshaw Layfield, like. He turned himself into a new character and went on to be the best heel. Honestly, he's arguably to me probably top three heel of all time. I agree. 100%. That that dude made you despise his guts. Hundred percent. So maybe Tucker can do it. Maybe not as well, but you know, maybe he could break up and like do it better than Big Cast did and make it work for himself. I still think they should have stayed as a tag team. That was the best thing for their careers. It's very awkward. I was gonna say, what if like. They turn it into like they continue like Mandy now gets with Tucky and like they both betray Otis, but that's she's such super a, face in a tag that's team right such now. Such a like cliche storyline that would be so. Well, bad. They did it. You're right. Because Mandy is in. Mandy's like legitimately doing wrestling things now. Yes, and that's the way that it. Uh, should be. Which I would not be shocked if they get the tag title. I would I, like to see. I think they could defeat them. I would like to see Mandy and Dana. Brooke Dana Brooke deserves them. more than what it's she's been with, given. Been saying that for years. Um, been saying that for years. But I would say. Honestly, I forgot what I was going to uh, say. We'll just move on. To yeah, it's something to do with Tucker and Otis, but oh, uh, 
Oh, yeah. Well, no, they did it with Jericho, Christian, and Trish at WrestleMania 20. So that's why I was like, maybe they'll redo that. Because I just, there were so many times tonight I felt they were rehashing an old storyline with new people, like Big Cass and Enzo, now with Tucker and Otis. So well, at the end of the time, I, you can only do so much storyline. Yeah. Right? So eventually stuff's going to get rehashed. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, maybe they'll do it. But I was like, no, nah, that's not. Mandy's like finally kind of doing her own thing. She's out of Otis's spotlight onto her own. So. I think they're going for the tag team. Tucky noticed one or two matches, and then we'll see. Yeah. Uh, I think he's definitely bottom on the total pole. I think Big E's next in line for any sort of championship. And, like, I guess title push, I should say, not championship match. He's got a little while to go. Uh, but after that, we had one, two, three, Sasha Banks, Bailey. That was best match of the night. Yeah, I would say that probably. There was a couple awkward moments, like Very. when Bailey tried to make a staff, but. Yeah, but still, like, I can't think it of was a lot better. Very, very, very good match. Um, I'm gonna be straight up better than their takeover match. I, I think their takeover match was incredibly overrated. <sighs> I just am saying it. I'm not we saying just, I hated it. We just went from six to one listener. I feel like that a lot. I can watch that match over and over again. I don't quite see the appeal of that match to everybody. I think. Like the storyline really helped that match, and people like also maybe just at the time a lot wasn't happening in any women's division. Absolutely, that and yes, that things like that really helped carry that match. But like wrestling wise, storyline wise, even like like brutality wise, this match really delivered. That's the other thing between you had Jimmy or Jay and Roman, Drew and Randy, and I definitely thought the women got way more brutal. Yeah, well, this felt like a Hell in a Cell match. Yes. Like, so, sure, there wasn't any blood, which that's the other thing with me. Like, I don't know why. I feel like if you're doing Hell in a Cell, someone needs to get cut open. It's just, it's like a part of it. I don't know. To me, that is like the one match. There needs to be blood. I don't know why. It's just, it, it really shows the brutality of that match. Like, they're just not what they used to be. Like, where's my thumbtack spot? I know we talked about that. Yeah, I a- said I would take. There was one in AEW last month. <laughs> Dude, that was hilarious in a body bag. You know, Paul and I even said I would take it to the back. Paul would take it to the front. <laughs> Why he would ever go face first in attacks, couldn't tell you. But because it's hardcore. <laughs> that is hardcore. So yeah, it's just, especially with like Randy and Drew and Roman and Jay. I just, I, I guess I expect a little. Like Jay and Roman definitely got brutal. You know, they had straps. They had kendos. Ro- they they but, were, but again, the focus on that match was the storyline. Yes. Whereas like. Bailey and Sasha, the focus is on the storyline, but they can also, like, it was also built around, Sasha made it so that it was built around, like, I'm going to rip you apart. Yes. Whereas they Roman's were, not necessarily wanting to, like, rip them apart. It was just about establishing yeah, dominance. They were on opposite sides of the spectrum. You had Sasha and Bailey just wanted to tear each other apart, whereas Roman was like, I want to bring you to the brink of I quit and then be done with it. I don't want to go past it. Like, just say it so we can be over this. I don't want to, this is hurting me more than you type of thing. Whereas Bailey and Sasha were like, nah, bitch, I'm ending your career tonight. Like they were definitely in on the, we're going to try to hospitalize each other. And I think they sold that very well. Yeah. Even with the ending, like you got the bank statement with a chair wrapped around her, wrapped around Bailey's neck. And as she's like pulling her back, Sasha starts banging on the chair with her feet, like closing her chest in it. And I'm like, damn girl. Was it the symbolic chair? I think it was because the there symbolic was, chair. There was a lot of like forced sort that of like get the chair forced. that Bailey had with the X and the one and O on it. Yeah, the one like, that when she turned on Sasha. I, yeah, I understand that like there were other chairs there. And it's like, <laughs> why does Bailey focus focused on the chair that's not even in the cage? Eventually got back in, but like I guess it was just oh. they really wanted to drive home that symbolism. Probably because um, it was the only chair that helped Bailey beat Sasha. Right, Every other I chair mean, has been used on Bailey. Right, but I mean, a chair is a chair is a chair is a chair. Yes, and I do not know, disagree. Obviously, there was a. It's for storytelling. There's one chair that was specifically important, and that was the chair that came in at the pivotal moments. And yeah, there uh, were there were great spots. But though, the result, like, we didn't even mention, talk about the result. I just said it. Did you say it? I missed yeah, it. With the chair around her neck. Oh, you didn't say that. Oh, I, you I didn't say yeah, that is fair. Yeah, Sasha uh, wound up winning. Yeah, Bailey taps out. Like I said, and, and also Sasha continued. Like, she's tapping out and Sasha's still pulling back, hitting the chair like, nah-uh, nah-uh, we ain't done. All right, now I'm done. Yeah. And they even they pointed out, Corey Graves did, it was a very nice touch. Uh, after the end of the match, like, the ref's, like, holding the belt in front of Sasha, and she's just staring Bailey down like, that's right. Yeah. This is my, like, she didn't even look at the title. That face I think, when you 30s. realize you're a Grand Slam champion. Grand Slam. Grand Slam. 
Sasha Banks. Well, and then you, then you did see it. She looked at the title and she was like, "Yeah, that's mine." But before that, yeah, she just stared at Bailey like, "That's right." Yeah, it was going to bow down to me. It was a good. It was a good moment. But that um, was definitely good. I important, but like for like storyline wise and just like actual like recognition wise, like Sasha was definitely not owed this title, but like we knew a belt was coming to Sasha eventually, and rightfully so. I think um, it also makes sense. Like you had to end Bailey's streak at some point. And if there's anyone to me right now to sell to beat her, it was Sasha. Like, well, that's of course. There's every, literally nobody else that you could sell to be Bailey. Sasha has been the only person since. You're probably getting no, no name. You got put to Raw. What women are on SmackDown? That's what. But my point they is, they all went to Raw. But no, no, no. But it, it has nothing to do with the women there. It has to do with long-term storytelling. Oh. And we've known for since Sasha came back a year ago. Over a year ago, that Sasha was going to be the one to take yes. Bailey out. I did not think it was going to happen at Hell in a Cell. But no, yeah, again, we thought it was later. We're super far away from WrestleMania, as you pointed out. We're super far away even from the Royal Rumble. Yeah, that's so you were we, normally we, what February, January, January. Yeah, it's but, the beginning. Of the so year. it's like three months away. So we need we you can't drag out too many of these storylines. And while I thought Sasha and Bailey was kind of forced, it's really not now. And I think no. that like. It's going at a decent pace, and while we all wanted like these moments to happen and these these title exchanges to happen in front of a crowd at a bigger stage like WrestleMania, having it happen tonight at at LNSL, it's still really it's still incredibly satisfying, and it's still the right call. So Sasha being champion is good. It it, it better not be like a two week run. No, I think <laughs> which I'm, I'm afraid. I of. think effectively all the storylines ended tonight because now we're getting into Survivor Series territory. Over yes. the next couple of weeks, we should be getting the brand versus brand versus brand. Uh, maybe they'll wrap up like another um, week or two of NXT. I don't want to cut you off. The brand versus brand versus brand thing is probably going to be very difficult with the amount of like exposure to the virus. And I yes. do not think NXT is going to be a part of You think NXT is out? I think NXT is out. I think you have to. Like It like, sucks, but you it would. But it, it also kind of makes sense because like when you look at like several months ago, when we first talked about this, we were looking at a potential for an insane match, which was Bray versus Karrion Cross versus either Drew or Randy. That match could have been one of the best matches like ever. But now we're more looking at Finn, Randy, and Roman, and I'm just like, yeah, I don't think you should put Finn in that matchup. Like mm, that's uh, that's rough. I think Finn, Randy, a better match than Carrie and Fiend. I don't think Drew, Randy, Carrie, and Cross of the Fiend would have been as as good of a match as me. I, I think it, I think a lot of people were in on that. I think it would have been great. Uh, God bless you. Um, uh, here's like but it's just like with Randy. No, and no, no, even no. if Drew won, like where those two are at right now. It's just like like Finn is great, but I feel like he's not on the level of Roman, Drew, and Randy right now. What? Do you yeah. mean like character-wise or wrestling-wise? Finn's the best wrestler by far out of all of them. I just mean like with the big brutality. Like, I, I don't know. I just don't. I'm glad we got this on. I'm glad we recorded this. You think I, Roman, I love Finn. You think Roman, Drew, and Bray Wyatt Finn, are better wrestlers than Finn You Ballard. think Finn should beat Roman right now? For storyline-wise... That's not what we were talking about. That's what I'm talking about. No, I'm talking about for a match to have like an incredible match wrestling wise. Yeah, Finn is the old best triple threat match, but not right now in this storyline going into Survivor Series. I, he, I don't think he has the momentum that the other guys do. Oh, I, so I mean it. We're like at Survivor Series. It's not necessarily about the storyline. It's like who? If you put Karrion Cross, the Fiend, and Randy Orton in a match, I'm sorry. Like those are incredible like characters in wrestling. And they're very popular. They're very dominant. Wrestling-wise, though, that match is going to be boring as shit. That's not going to be an entertaining match. Well, but I you think throw, you, the minute you throw like a guy like Finn Balor into something like that, I that think he's there to, just to help other two sell. He's not there to win. I didn't say he's there to win, but I'm well, saying I'm that. talking about in the other match. You don't know who's winning that match again. Again, Survivor Series though is not necessarily. Yeah, that's it's literally a match like for like brand supremacy. It comes down to put on the best matches you can. Have whatever freaking brand win, but like if I want to have a match that can deliver simply on like the wrestling where I don't give a shit what the result is, Finn Balor's got to be in that match like 10 out of 10 times. Hell, if I have it my way, Timothy Thatcher gets in there too somehow. <laughs> he, he could be in the tag match. Now the 5v5 elimination tag match. 5v5v5. Which it's unfortunate though that NXT I, I would be, be sad because last year they had NXT win. 
So if they're out of it this year just because of what's going on, I, I would be very sad and disappointed because I'm hoping maybe they find a way, like maybe if they just like test people, keep them separate and just use less people, like and minimize the exposure even more. Uh, like they predetermine, they plan out the next month, like to a T and be like, yo, you will not be involved. So just stay home. If you want to get these NXT people in, you have to like plan it two weeks out. So like, if you want to have like Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, Damian Priest yeah. involved, you're going to have to have like two weeks worth of NXT that they're not there. So TV wise for NXT, it's not going to be good be viewing, but if it means we can have a, you know, survivor series with the guys we want to see and have NXT included, I guess. That's but you know, now as you say, like you say Adam Cole's name and I'm thinking like the storylines on NXT and it's just like, they're not in a good place to pause anything. Whereas I felt Ron smacked I'm just, kind of wrapped everything up well like for the most part halloween havoc though might yeah like halloween havoc could end it and like that's what this week which means you then have probably three weeks to do survivor series stuff but that's probably pushing it like i could see because of the covid maybe they don't do it which would be very unfortunate um so i'm gonna hold out and hope nxt is involved because i think it would be great but i'm also not shocked that's why shasha won because if it's a triple threat match I think Sasha would be better for it than Bailey. 100%. And then, because, like, you got, you'll got you have, what, Sasha, Asuka, and Io. theoretically Io. And honestly, like, even if you take out Sasha and you put Bailey in, like, it's still, it'll still be a good match. I think Sasha would do it better. Uh, so that's yeah, why, I mean, another Sasha, reason why. Sasha's a better wrestler. Really. Yeah. Which is why I think it's another reason she won, because they are gearing towards brand supremacy season. Even if it's just. Honestly, I don't even want it to be Oscar versus Sasha again. We just had that a million times. So part of me kind of wants Oscar to lose it by then, but they could also hold out and hope to make NXT work. If they're smart, I think that's what you do because that's how you get the highest viewership. Because like last year, I did not think NXT was winning. I thought they were there to get like a win, but they ended up winning the whole show. The only bad thing they did last year was have Walter get it. That so dude, people still rag on them for that. I don't think. Yeah, here we are still talking about it. Yeah, a year stupid. later. I think stupid. if it happens again, if anyone, it'll be someone from Raw or SmackDown <laughs> this time. I don't think they'll do that to NXT again. If anything, like maybe they'll do it to Keith or Braun <laughs> since they just kind of got nothing going for them. But isn't that no. crazy? Keith Lee doesn't really have anything. Now. He was... After he debuted beating Randy Orton. Yeah, no, even like he was just the double champ not a month and a half ago. I think and now we're at like two months. Two months I, yeah. Either way, yeah, he was literally double champion, like, relinquishes the title to focus on one, loses it in its first defense, and now he's on Raw Again, I almost being just, an arrogant, pompous jackass. It's stupid. Tommaso Ciampa's right. Like, if he said he up. ever gets called up, he's retiring. He knows He knows where his bread is buttered. Yeah, I like. I think they, <laughs> the same thing as a lot of other people, like the Good Brothers and whatnot, you know, he was sold a pipe dream, and so far it's not coming true. And a lot look at retribution. I just, a lot of people. It's I think, the it's the like pipe dream though that like all you have to do is just like be smarter creatively. Yeah, and like that's it. And it's just it seems the, like it's so easy, and it's just not. So. I think the big thing is like a lot of people complain. Do you see the same like five people over and over again? And it's just because they're over, and WWE Creative keep doing it because whenever they try something new or someone new. They only give it like two weeks. And if they don't see a ratings boost, they're like, crap, it's not working. On to the next. But like, you know, one thing I've been watching a lot of lately, Bar Rescue. You want to know what John Taffer bitches to people about when they change their name? They'll be like, how long did you give my idea a try? They were like, like a week, maybe two. Like no one was into it. He's like, it takes longer than two weeks for the word to get out. You have to give it at minimum six to eight weeks. And I'm like, bro, Vince. Go watch this yeah, so show, dude. All like, of our uh, all of our twos of listeners, uh, go ahead and hit us up in the comments if you want John Taffer to get on the podcast. With dude, us. <laughs> yeah. If you guys could blow this up on Twitter and I could interview John Taffer, I will. I will find restaurant questions, but I'll also ask what, him irrelevant wrestling what ones. We, what would we interview John Taffer for? Because <laughs> I, I love the dude. What would you do it on this podcast for? Because maybe I'll convince him to give us a sponsorship or give me a bar. I'm not. I don't follow <laughs> anything that you just said, but. We have one more match to talk about. I can follow that. That is fair. There was one more match, which a lot of people expected to end with. No matter who won, The Miz was cashing in. And I got to say, if he did that, I would have actually been really... I don't care who would have won. Like, whether it's Drew or Randy, whoever won, if they then lost to The Miz, I, I would have been a little mad. Like, that just felt way too forced to 
immediately use the money in the bank. Yeah. Like, um, there's so much you can use with it. Whenever they rush it, I'm just like, you just wasted right, so much opportunity. He's someone who you can, like, put on TV every week with the briefcase and make it and make it yeah, a big deal. Yeah, make it relevant. Um, the actual match between Drew and Randy was average. I'd give it a B. No, it wasn't. I mean, to, to me, I mean... Like, it, in the it, middle, like, B, B minus. That's where I'd be with that. I was expecting A minus at minimum, but I, I think I got B, B Here's, minus. I, I, I think that it's... It's kind of like hit me that Drew and Randy, while they're like fantastic, they don't together they mesh well. Don't mesh well. They're yeah, both like that. powerful guys, big guys, and their matches are very, very physical. I don't know what's the right word. They're just two like burly-ish guys. Yeah, who, I can who, see that. Who put on very slow, grindy matches, and we've seen this three times now. Um, the best part was like. I think we were like, hey, Randy Orton's never wrestled with pants on before. And then five <laughs> minutes in, like, after Which, we say that, he takes his pants we off. We talked about, like, <laughs> I can notice these stupid little annoying details and then miss, like, kind of oblivious ones. I'm sitting there, and I turned to Paul, I'm like, dude, that's just weird. Why is Randy taking his pants off? He's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, they turned away, but right there in the corner, he was just taking his pants off in the middle of the <laughs> ring. Like, it just looked weird and not proper. Like, it would have been one thing if they cut the camera away and he's like, oh, pants, or like he had tearaway pants or something, but... No, he had, like, nice pants on. You just see him awkwardly, like, kind of get undressed on the canvas. And I was like, what the hell? And, you know, yeah, it was definitely weird because I was like, wow, he's actually going to be in, like, pants the whole time? Like, that's interesting. But it was a fine match. Uh, I think there was a couple of Well, it was probably parts. a good idea that he came out with pants because now he has a new belt. Pants. All right, everyone. Uh, I know we've jokingly said multiple times that we're going to be quitting <laughs> the podcast. But officially, right here, right now, uh, I am looking for a new co-host. Uh, Paul has been fired. It was a subtle tell. We didn't pick up on it. He wore pants because he was getting the belt. That's 100% why they did that. And I will stand by that. I will. No, it. but I would say one subtle tell that I, I, got, I did get wrong. Otis and Miz, when they had, since they're Raw and SmackDown, we were like, oh, why did they choose the SmackDown commentary? And I'm yes. like, oh, it's a tell. Otis is winning. Yeah. And then the Miz one, I was like, oh, shit. No, the infamous oh. pant. This will forever go down as the infamous pant. <laughs> the infamous. Well, so, so, so Randy ends up winning the belt, and it's awesome because he's the 14 time champion now. Tied Triple H. Right. And it's like, it doesn't like bury Randy. Everybody he, wanted to see Randy with the belt again. But again, if he lost this time, I think he, he's just like done. Right. But we all expected like, Oh, Randy's going to get the win, hold it for six seconds, and then Miz's music is going to hit. He's going to cash in and win it. Especially there was a point where Randy all of a sudden pulled out bolt cutters, got out of the uh, Hell in the Cell, and I'm like, no, god damn it, the Miz is doing it. No, I don't right. want you this. You pointed out that, that was, that's the way that the Miz, Miz gets, gets in. in, and I thought that was a good point. And, and I'm like, like that's, that sold it. You're right, that's the tell right there. Fortunately, none of that happened. It ended with Randy holding the belt, and then it, the pay-per-view ended. Which something did awkward like I it's something I've thought about for a long time, but I've never said to anyone else because I don't really have many wrestling fans other or friends other than like Paul, and this is like the first time we could have talked about it. Like it's just so awkward when they go to the top of the cage because I, I did notice I think it's always the heel because then he taunts the face to get to come up after him. But it's like if you're the guy on the ground, wouldn't you be like, nah, you can come back down here. I ain't going up there. You can come back down here. Like it would just be like in real life if this was a real scenario. You'd be in a weird stalemate, and well, it's just it's you're right, Ralph. Awkward. I'm gonna follow up that question with another question. When Drew took the shot when he fell off the cage into the table and he was bleeding out of his mouth, crawling around the entire cage back, and Randy just stalked him. If you were Randy, wouldn't you kick him in the head 40 times and then just like throw his unconscious body into the ring and win? Sure, if right. we're talking actual yeah, wrestling, yeah, that's why right. I, I get what you're saying, Ralph. There's this thing called the suspension of disbelief. And it's very important when you watch wrestling. Well, it also makes sense because like, he has to crawl back to the ring because if he just kicks him and knocks him out, and then he has to drag him across all the way around the like, cell that's, into the ring. To, Even to, at that point, Randy's like tired. To become world that. champion, that's a small price to pay. <laughs> if I'm there, Drew, I'm kicking you in the head 40 times, and I'm dragging your ass back. And, and also, just because you have a contract and you're in a match, homicide is still homicide if you kick that dude too many times and kill him. Uh, Randy was able to do it three times and only break his jaw, so I could probably get like seven good shots in. And... <laughs> yeah, but you just said Randy forty times. Boom, done. His head's caved in at that. Listen, point. it's a hell in a cell match. He's literally sending him to hell. Sorry, he's out. <laughs> Which for the people that didn't see it, somehow uh, they went on top of the cage. They go to the other side, all to awkwardly get a table spot. Like they climbed up the left side, went up to the ring or up to the top of the cage, fought a little bit. All to go down the okay, other no. side. Hear me out. Hear me out. The reason 
why all these matches go to the top is because people will always hold their breath because of what happened to Mankind and The Undertaker. 100%. So, and they do it simply so that those but cages are so... But it's not just that one. Those, right, but th- that was the infamous one that everyone remembers. So I every time think people are going to go through the top, actually, ever right, since they did that. That's that's my whole point. That's why they do it. So that really? people like you and me were like, oh my god, of course it's not going to happen again. Those cages are so reinforced that's never going to happen again. But like when Drew... I'm pretty sure those were planned. When Drew hit the... No. Mankind has said a thousand times that when he went through the cage, the second after he took the table spot, they went back up and Undertaker threw him under the cage. He was he land he was not supposed to go through. And the fact that he landed incorrectly because he wasn't expecting it was the only reason he's Yeah, but I thought they no, I mean I thought they did that spot again at a hell of a cell, but it was on purpose. Oh, if I'm just that's amazing. I it's like uh, I thought McFoley did it again against like Edge. We are remembering the infamous sh- so the yes. infamous one. So that's why anytime there's a hell in a cell match and they go up to the top, it's simply to like get the viewer to be like, Oh my god, is what But I don't think it's just mankind anymore. I also think Shane. When Shane was like, YOLO and what? threw himself off. Against the Undertaker? Yeah. That was a plan to spot he still We're, leaped off no, the there's cage a difference between like obliterated no. into a million pieces there is a difference the between like going climbing up and purposely throwing yourself off aiming it like completely on undertaker and having the table crash as it is to like taking a choke slam on a cage and having that cage break and you falling like however many feet 40 feet to the ground no to- sure totally different but totally I still, when I think Hell in a Cell, my top three are Mankind, Mankind, Shane. <laughs> I like. I gotta say, I think those are my top three, like biggest rememberings. Everything else would be like that was just a brutal, fun match to sure. watch. Yeah, obviously sure. not to be in. Like a lot of other dudes got bloodied and battered and beat up. Uh, but and that's still yeah. One thing we didn't get blood again, but I'll take it. It was fine. Drew was bleeding from the mouth. Yeah, a little bit. But I mean, like I want them just like dr- like I want AEW style, like drenching blood. Bust each other's foreheads open. Do they bleed that much in AEW? Uh, if Cody's involved, yeah. I mean, I've only seen, yeah, but like, they don't bleed that I think, much. Uh, there was multiple like, times Cody and Dustin were like, yeah, because they still blanched. They still blade. The one that, if you're talking about when Cody and Dustin fought, Dustin bladed and he bladed wrong. He went way too deep. Yeah, I'm sure, yeah, that happened so, too. But I mean, they've done blood spots many times in AEW. And it just happens to always be with the roads, with a sprinkling of like Moxley and Brody Lee. Other than that, like maybe Jericho once, but oh, and Matt Hardy, but that was a accident. Yeah, a lot of those seem to be happening. But that'll be a... they, like I said last time. They are super in on the '90s plan, which means they'll do blood spots like that. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll talk about that. I think. Next but time I was nice when we talk when we did finish the Randy match. He looked too fresh after beating uh, Drew. That I was like, no, there's you cannot sell me on the Miz coming out with him like just perfectly standing there, no problem, cashing in and yes. winning it. If Miz came so, out, then that would have been. It, it would, if anything, story. like I did say, like the one thing they could do is have the Miz come out and just like hold the briefcase and taunt him. Like he he knows how to play the game, he knows what he's doing. Like, but I think that would have taken that would have taken away from Randy, hundred percent. And you just don't need to do that. If anything, like tomorrow night, you just have him do a celebration dinner with Morrison or something. But a steak dinner, you say? <sighs> you know, honestly, I don't think they do. I think they do fajitas. I don't think they do steak dinner. God, they would no. Actually, right if it was Morrison and Miz, they're doing shawarma. Do what? Shawarma. What's shawarma? It, it type of food. Yeah. What is it? Uh, like the, the when you see like the meat on the stick and they carve it. Kind of like Texas Day Brazil style, but I it's don't really. Shawarma? Yeah, shawarma. Shawarma. Right. I'll show it to you when the podcast is over. Okay. You, you, when you see it, you might be like, "Oh, I didn't know it was called that." For our two fans, if you don't know what it is, also looking up. It's delicious. Uh, and actually, don't take my word for that. I haven't tried it, but I've always wanted to. Okay. I don't think there's a shawarma place around here. There's Indian. Well, we're gonna research that. Yes. But, Either uh, way, they would go somewhere fancy and exotic. They wouldn't do steak. Okay. They would do something up class. Maybe even caviar. Sushi. Yeah, just to me, sushi's gross, so I don't ever consider it. Anything that isn't like covered in bacon or buffalo sauce, Ralph is going to think is disgusting. That's incorrect. You have. I eat Ralph, everything you, with seafood. Ralph, you have a very. Yeah, or. Yes. <laughs> I don't eat cooked vegetables because they're disgusting when they're cooked. Right. They're you also, better raw. You also have, I've seen you eat like plenty of burgers and sandwiches. You get a nice little tomato onion, a little pickle, a little lettuce, I put maybe some jalapenos. On. You don't do any of that shit. Uh, pickles to me. Are their own thing. They don't need to be on something else. I like to eat pickles by themselves or deep fried. 
on I, I just don't need them on sandwiches. I like to eat pickles by themselves. There pickles are weird to me on a sandwich. They Ralph, just they Ralph add, enjoys his pickle. So. I do. <laughs> I like the pickle. Um, I guess wrestling wise, that's all I got for you today. Yeah, I like I said, I think I'm giving this pay per view like a B minus. Give it a C plus to a B minus. Uh, the results were good and the storytelling was good, but like a lot of the matches left a lot to be desired yes. wrestling wise. Honestly, without Sasha and Bailey, I probably would have gave it like a C. Yeah, C Sasha and Bailey, thank you guys. You're awesome. We love Fight Forever. Yeah, we yeah. Sasha and Bailey deliver been delivered, been carrying this company. They a lot of, you know, a lot of the people are good job, but like Bailey and Sasha are the answer. I, I would say most of the people that were on the card tonight have been doing especially Randy and Drew, they've been doing well carrying. Just absolutely, they didn't super meet my expectation. I guess for the third bout, I, I expected a little more, especially Hell in a Cell. Mm-hmm. Like Hell in a Cell is just an iconic thing. Similar, I said to you also with Elimination Chamber that they're just. I feel like there's certain expectations, but because they want to almost get, they want to get safer in the industry. Mm-hmm. That almost those matches kind of have to go away because they're not really meant to be. They're just really extended like steel cage matches now. Like, they don't really mean anything. It's just they're fighting, and they occasionally go into the uh, the siding a couple times, and that's it. Like, every other match is just, like, they always said, like, oh, you leave a PCU behind. And the last couple, like, Hell in a Cells, it's like, nothing's really, like, it was just a match. It's not like someone literally went through hell. I don't know. It's weird. I, Ralph, I, I, I get, could be I overthinking get, it. Ralph, I get what you're saying. Yeah. And I think people are going to. I hope so. Thank you for saying it. Because it felt awkward. <laughs> Do no, not do you. I have a trivia question for you. Bring it. And since you gave me like three last time, I'll give you two. Okay? Dude, you can hit me with as many as you want. I only thought of two. I got so this. I only thought of two, so I'm going to give you two. And I don't know. I can't even rate them. I don't know if they're going to be easy or hard. Yeah, so just, just throw them at it. me. Who were the villains? Like, who were the two guys <laughs> that, that made that stupid team? name? Crap. Obviously, I know Aiden English. I said his name right. like 800 times last week. Who was the other guy? I. I, I know it's not Simon Cowell, but I want to – it was like Simon Koch? Simon Gotch. Gotch. All right. You know what? I'm going to give you that. I just, Whenever I say Simon, Simon Cowell is the first name. I All right. So of. I'll give you the other question. Who was Dakota Kai before she was Dakota Kai? What was her previous NXT name that I think she had for two, two seconds? Two matches. Was it even two matches? Because honestly, I do not remember. That's I, I thought that's, this question, that's, a, that's a weird. One. I thought this question might be super hard, and it's only because I saw it in a highlight. She was Nia Jax's debut, and they said her name, and I was like, "That's not that's Dakota Kai." And then I'm like, oh. "Oh, that was probably like when they had John Moxley forever ago get buried with his pink hair." That was like me asking you, "Yo, what was before John Moxley, before Dean Ambrose? What was his name?" <laughs> Answer: Not John Moxley. It yeah, might have been, like, but it was bad. But no, yeah, honestly, I do not even recall. Because I, I think I was just, like, not interested in Nia Jax even then. <laughs> that I honestly probably just didn't watch the match. Because I legitimately do not remember Dakota Kai having a different name. Like, the Pokemon? E-V-I-E. So, no, not like the Pokemon. Yeah, close but. enough. You're still saying Eevee. Just not Eevee. You can go ahead and end it now. That was... <laughs> you, you got me with that one? Because that, that's definitely one of the weird ones. I... No. Hey, did you post the giveaway? You lied. You gave yourself... Till yesterday to do it. No, I gave myself till you, today at 6.55 p.m. You lied to our one listener. So you want to know why I lied, Paul? No. You don't want to hear my explanation? <laughs> All right, fine. Tell me. So my explanation was because I was going to do it tonight because I wanted to take a special picture. It's going to be me and you holding the Ric Flair Funko, and I was going to use that to promote it. But I don't know if you noticed this. I didn't bring the Funko with I me. I don't want people to see my... Paul, I posted us on our Facebook. I know, but you know what? It's when we met Adam Cole. Right. Yeah. True. In our matching sweaters. Yes. That I bought us for Christmas. Because they were our holiday sweaters. Yes. <laughs> you should probably post the giveaway or... I think this is why people don't listen to us. Because you're a liar. And they're, you know, get, honestly, and they're not getting anything from before us. Before tonight, with the promise I made, I was not a liar. I said it was coming soon... No, you said last podcast, I'm he, putting myself said, on a I, clock. I'm giving myself till this Saturday or this Sunday at X time. I, well, I, it's Sunday at 11.05 at night. And, and I, I know I, you didn't say till 11.59 I, I, You're right. I said 6.55. I remember specifically. But I am saying up until right now, I have not lied. Now I'm a liar because I didn't yes. have it up. How can anyone? Uh, pretty easy. You should put that gift there. The giveaway is going to go up. Sure. Probably in, in the year 2023. 
Hey, hey, why don't you guys comment? Tell me when you want it. Do you want it in 2023 or do you want it tomorrow? And now it's now it's tomorrow. You know. So when, again, when I, 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 we're going to end this podcast. Ralph stays up till 5 a.m. every night. He's got literally like six, seven hours to post it. He's not gonna. You know, if Paul's gonna do 100, <laughs> I almost want to throw out. The reason I'm up to that point is because I work 12 hour shifts overnight. Right. So, so I'm saying that I'm going to go to bed right after we're done with this. You You've are still got six hours. You're going to go to a little nighty poo, <laughs> and you want to? So I will go home. While I finish editing this podcast and getting them posted and setting up our Facebook posts, I will also set that one up. There you go. See, the I, main reason I haven't done it is because I didn't have a good picture of the Ric Flair Funko. And then I thought, you know, you know I'm going to take a picture of me and Paul holding it because that would be cool. Like, it's us. We'll do that the People next. People know yeah, we have it. We'll do that the next. Promise. But you see that, listeners, I, I'm here for you. I want to give you free stuff. Yeah, my free stuff. Sorry. My yes. stuff for free. Yes. Anyone, not even going to sugarcoat that. You're for, right. For anyone who know, doesn't know, I have at least like 70 signed figures. Ralph's wrestling memorabilia collection is pretty impressive. And as this gets bigger, we give away more and more of Ralph's stuff. I'm just saying, dude, <laughs> like Ric Flair is cool and all, but I actually have some really unique expensive pieces. So you know what you should do? If it gets bigger and better, you, you know, know maybe one of my Undertaker pieces go up. I think you should do a podcast of just like all. I thought we were doing an Instagram. Yeah, maybe an just Instagram posting. Be, you want to like people could see all my shiny seeing stuff. Seeing the stuff would be yeah. Um, so hey, if you want an Instagram, let us know. I'll do it. Why not? I'll post just my figures and stuff. It'll be a weird Instagram, but you know, maybe I'll choose one and I'll take it on travels with me. And it'll be like, oh, Paul Bearer made it to Nassau, New York. <laughs> And now he's in Clifton Park. Like when people get little gnomes and when they go traveling, they take... Yeah, that sounds cool. Except mine's, <laughs> mine's still going to be in a package. <laughs> yeah. It's not even going to be a loose figure. Well, we Maybe all... I'll go find a really bad old generic one and we'll give him a new name. We won't even use a real life one just because I probably could get sued. <sighs> but we'll, we'll make up one. You know, we do have a good friend that I think would fit perfectly for a wrestling traveling person. Yoki Petrov. Good old Yoki. Good old Yoki. Good so old Yoki. If you guys want to see that, let me know. I promise that and this is a true promise. I actually hate not keeping my word. It is one of my things that Funko is going up. The giveaway is happening. Don't care about the quality of the picture anymore. <laughs> it's just going to happen because apparently Paul doesn't want to take cute family pictures. With Ruff, me. If you post a, a shitty picture and like one and a half people see it, is it really even a shitty picture? Yeah, well, I wanted to take a cute family picture, Paul. Obviously, you didn't. Next giveaway. No, I don't believe you. I don't think you're going to follow through on that. Well, I'm happy I have it on recording, though. Literally, I doubt another giveaway. That is I fair. Hey, you. you got me. We're going to make it happen. <laughs> all right. Well, then I think that on that note, uh, that's all we got. That's all we got. That's all I got. That's all we got. I'm going I'm to come up with some fire trivia next week. I can't wait. I'm well, stumping you. I can't wait for you to stump me. <laughs> well. <laughs> On that note, it's getting late. Uh, go ahead and like us on Facebook. You can find us at Face the Heel. Go ahead and like us on Twitter. You can find us at Face the Heel One. And go ahead and like us on Instagram. Maybe we don't have an Instagram. Do no, I'll go to one. We, if we get an Instagram, I'll tell you where to like us there. But other than that, my name is Paul. That's Ralph. This is the Face the Heel podcast. We'll see you soon.